Garden and the Moon is a knowledge center bringing together teachings and insights, experiences and stories, people and beings. It's better than a dream. So many things I prayed for. I met Purpa in the Maldives in March 2020, and we've become very closely connected since then. We are born just a day apart. He was born on the 25th of February and I was born on the 26th of February. And we have lived on opposite sides of the world most of our lives. He's from Bhutan, living in the Maldives. I was born in France and I live in the US. Somehow, despite our radically different backgrounds, I feel as close to him as I could feel as a soulmate. His healing power and golden hands have guided him to where he is today, healing the world, one person and blueprint of energy at a time. In this first part of the podcast, we will learn about Purpa's story as well as his perspective on life after death and rebirth. How did you come about doing massage? What happened in your life so that you started to do massage? Regarding the massage, uh, actually I came to Maldives in 2010. And before coming to Maldives, I was in Bhutan. I have just completed my high school. And after that, I was looking for some job. And I have one of my uncle. So when I was searching for a job, he just called me and he said, why can't we work together? Then I asked him, what kind of work is that? And I said, for me, it doesn't matter. It's a very big or small. I can work with you. And at first, we worked in a consultancy for uh, one month. Then from there, he decided to do some Buddhist art of healing. And from after one month, we tried the Buddhist art of healing. So firstly, we started like meditating, how to calm down our mind. It's a mind practice. Yeah, we started like that. And then we created one website. It's called Dharma Healing. So after that, yeah, almost eight months, I think, we did. And I tried to get some people in. Like there, there are many people who don't have a job. So I was trying to help them if they could join. And I got few and some they just left back. So like they didn't like it much. So after once our like website was created, then it was like my previous director in here for season, Miss Luisa. She had seen that website and she went through and that's when she came to Bhutan. And from there I got a connection with her and that's how I came to Maldives. And in Bhutan I was just doing this meditating and all but the massage and all, I just learned from here. When when you're experiencing a massage, and let's say it's an Ayurvedic massage, how do you connect more with the energy of the guest 
rather than when it's, let's say, a Swedish or deep tissue massage? When we do the treatment or massage with the gaze, usually like a thigh or deep tissue, we really need to go like with the strong pressure. So, whereas in Ayurvedic or Chakra, it's like we don't have to go really deep, but it's like we can feel what their body really needed. You know, like uh, the energy really works. It's, it really helps both the guests and the therapist. Mm. So that's why I like more into Chakra and Ayurvedic. And so you're saying that basically the deeper you go more into the muscle and perhaps you lose a little bit of the connection there, right? It's better to be softer to access the energy of the person. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Wow, that's really interesting because you know where I live in the U.S., people feel that it's it's always better to go deep and have more and be strong, you know, and in fact, what you're saying is that you need to be more gentle in order to access the um, the more subtle part of ourselves, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, if you go, or if, like, not so strong, if you go, like, medium, like, soft and deep, so even, you know, the people, we can even change the mind of the people also. Like, why people always do go for strong is, like, they always work, stress, and in that case, they just need once or twice very deep or strong, and it's done. But, like I said, Ayurvedic or chakras, you know, that people, like, for example, like, uh, many people in this world, they always think, like, money is so powerful. They think money can give everything. Yeah, that's... Everyone thinks that, but you know, just an example of this related with this treatment like chakra, it doesn't matter like how wealthy you are. So once you come for the chakra treatment, you lie down on the bed and we start the massage by connecting the energy, feeling the energy. And that's why sometimes, you know, the guests really get emotional and then they really understand what it really what really matters actually yes, yeah how is um, money considered in in your country would you say it's like everywhere you know the same where you know people f- feel like it's important to make a, a lot of money and and you can be happy like that or is it different in in bhutan or is it becoming like that and it was not before well like you know yeah it's true everybody needs money yeah it's very true everyone needs money but in my country you know we are into gnh which is a gross national happiness like uh, i can say that people they you know in a day, if they get three times a meal, they are more than happy. They don't look much luxurious thing like building luxurious car, smart iPhones. I feel like this is all just for show off. They think it will 
when they have such things like smartphones, building, luxury skirt, they think they are happy. But if you go deep inside, you don't know mm. how many problems they are having. So in Bhutan, yeah, it's true. Everybody needs money, but like I said, if uh, people in my country, if they get nicely three meals a day, that is more than happy. And you, Papa, what what makes you happy? Okay, the happy like happiness. It should it should come from within. So. What makes me happy is when I can make others happy, it makes me happy. Mm. So it means like helping each other. So that really brings me lots of happiness. And when you say like happiness comes from within, how are we able to access that happiness from within? Yeah, like I said, for example, uh, in your surrounding or in your village or anywhere, you see some people having some problem. For example, a kid where the parents are divorced and the kid is not able to pursue their higher studies or anything. So even though if you can't help in a big way, you do something small and that kid feels happy. So that's how. And one thing, the happiness should come within. It means like never think any negative on others. Mm. Always be positive, so that will bring you happiness automatically. And how do you do that when, let's say, you have a guest that's very angry or not very nice? Like, do you feel that emotion of, uh, you know, angriness yourself, and you just let that go, or how do you work it out yourself? Yeah, sometimes we meet so many <laughs> different types of guests. Yeah, some are very nice. Like some, they're a little bit of aggressive. Maybe it's due to their work, maybe. So sometimes if we encounter with such guests, like, wish, like, you know, if we meet such guests, so first of all, you just think the difference. They are our guests. Mm. So they are like our king so we should respect even though they're angry if they're shouting also we have to be gentle mm. if they shout and so some like the face expression if they show us like that we should know how to control and it's not easy to control for everyone and the best thing is to just when you have time just do some meditation practice with your mind so that really helps you to calm down your mind and the dharma healing like when you say like uh, buddhist um, method of healing like was it um, chanting was it just sitting and meditating was it for bhutanese people or was it for uh, foreign people uh, dharma healing it's also a buddhist art of healing so basically it was like we meditate by sitting and meditate by lying down. And the person, the one of the person who was guiding us there was my dad. So he used to come to our center. Then he teaches about the life, like uh, the life after death. And this all, he gives us all the teachings of Dharma. Yeah, we did that much only. Like, 
all like you know the bhutan is a buddhist country and it's not only for the buddhists it's also for the outsider and the western people now you know the buddhist is growing everywhere and all the western people are more into buddhism so that's why may, maybe the main purpose was that why my uncle created such things mm. so i see that's why so many tourists coming in bhutan yeah and they go to all the religious places and before you started that with your uncle were you yourself meditating and doing this type of um art of healing okay it's a very interesting question like when i was um like five six years my father used to always teach me and my brother like some meditation and studying some religious book and i was small and we were not that much interested because when we see all our friends playing outside we were always inside we were just reading the buddhist religious book and the chanting so like my father will meditate with us even though we don't know anything about meditation that time he will like push us to practice and then we do the mantra chanting by looking at the book and the next day early morning before breakfast we have to go to the father and we have to chant the mantra without seeing the book so that's why till now i can chant like so many buddhist things wow. which really had in the present life as well as after you leave mm. this world mm. so how come how come does it help um the the life of after yeah so in buddhism that's what we believe whatever do we do good things at present it helps you in your next life so we really believe all i know all the buddhists or all the buddhism they believe when people get rebirth it means they have done good things in their previous life do they get reborn in like you know human forms or it can be anything mostly into human form so i will tell you one true story like i lost my mom when i was it was in 2003 and i was 16 15 years old i think uh, i lost her in 2003 and like after 5 years my mom was reborn and now she's studying in 12th grade oh yeah and she's in my countryside actually they are twin and the elder one is my mom so how do you know it's your mom okay that's like uh that woman is our neighbor actually actually we after my mom passed away and my brothers all we started we all separated i mean we went different different place so my countryside the home it was locked nobody stays there i have my mother's uh, sister who is also our neighbor it's very close and when that child was 2 or 3 years old they always come to my uh, auntie's place my mother's mm-hmm. sister place and there she the small kid always point at our home and saying i want to go there because that house belong to me 
at first they just ignored and at night the child always cry i want to go there it's my home and after like few days she started telling the name of uh, her son daughter wow. yeah and then because it's not easy to accept so we wait and we really want to know what like whether it's true or not and we found it was true wow now that you know that your mom is reborn what connection do you have with her and that little girl after that like i was also studying like i was a little bit far from my village and during the winter vacation i used to go there and like that time i was a student so <laughs> i can't help anything but it feel so emotional and happy as well so we go there and just be with her carry her and now like last year during the this pandemic started i was in bhutan for eight months and i went to meet her actually mm-hmm. and she had grown up and her face exactly looked like my youngest sister and now she i think she don't know anything <laughs> now she doesn't realize that she's no, yeah. your mom yeah, i mean it's like she's grown up and this thing like mm. she forgot it. but when she was 2 3 years old for like 2 to 3 years she always like looking for us wow and so when you see her do you say you're a friend or what do you say who who are you for her Uh, when i see her now i feel like it's my sister i feel mm. like that yeah <laughs> it's beautiful sometimes i'm not able to recognize you often wow <laughs> there's no blood link basically yes <gasps> it's it's quite incredible actually yeah. so mm. now you have the proof that you are reborn into other forms Do you feel that when you meet other people that maybe you had lives with them or yes <laughs> We will now learn about Purpa's hands and dances of energy Bhutanese healing techniques and his dreams for the future In terms of going back to the massage part So you started this healing practice with your uncle and then you got introduced to the four seasons and you got to move here and then they taught you about the massage what did you feel then did you feel like it was something so natural was it hard at the beginning how did how did it go for you came here it's the same way i was doing in bhutan like sitting meditating and meditating with the singing bowl like with different vibration i thought like that so i came here and they started to show us around and i saw some massage bed and i see for the first time people massaging with my cat <laughs> then i was what is this i also have to do like this and they say yes then oh no then i said no 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 i can't do Because, you know Bhutan is a very small country and we don't during that time the massage is not really famous there was no massage yeah. right 
maybe few, but we never see. Maybe only for the tourists they have mm. done. But when I see with my naked eyes like this in front of me, like I was very shy, mm. and I thought maybe I can't do this. And it was very tough in the beginning training time. It's like suddenly we just started because we don't have any basic for the mm. massage. And I never thought I would do massage in my life. <laughs> you didn't even know what it was, right? Yeah, I didn't know. I knew it's uh, healing things because I came here as a tantric, you know, the tantric. Um, tell us more about that, actually, tantric. Yeah, tantric, it goes into healing always. Like tantric, it means... They had one treatment, a tantric treatment, where we chant and we give the treatment. So even though the gas is on the bed, but you know, it's like all we chant, like when we touch the body, it's like we are giving the electric, you know, like it flows all over your body, something like that. And is it, um, is it the same as chakras, tantric? Yeah, it's also related to chakras. So yeah, that the means... chakra goes to tantric, tantric goes to chakras. Mm. So tantric is almost like a flow of energy? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. so like you would touch and actually that's a question I've, I've always had for massage therapies, like because I know it's an exchange also. Mm of like your breathing with my breathing and but how do you is it like do you feel like you're giving your energy to someone or do you feel you're receiving the energy of someone and you're working that energy okay it's like you know first of all Mm -hmm. like you take out all the positive ions from the body Mm -hmm. and then you put back the negative and then after that that's how you work with the energy. How do you feel those positive versus those negative okay. ions? All right. You know, sometimes if the gas is carrying lots of energies, maybe the gas is too much stress, and he come for the massage, and you do the massage. That's how we take off the all these positive ions. That time when you, you when. I don't know with others for me, like once I touch the gas story, I'll be focused throughout the treatment. So mm. that's how you can feel the energy. Like for example, you touch your belly or anywhere, you can get the energy there. Mm. So that gas is carrying lots of energy. Then at the end of the treatment, you know, we get tired. It's a little bit different tiredness. Mm. So that's when I can say, oh, I really feel the energy. Mm. I get tired and the guests get relaxed. That's mm. all we have. And then how do you remove the tiredness that you got? I don't know about that. What I do is after that, I just need to have nice relax. Mm. That's all. Yeah, just yeah. relax. And, and relax. And yeah, you can also meditate while you're sleeping. Meditate doesn't mean that you have to go somewhere, sit 
some they're nobody mm. even by working also you can do merit that's what my father told me yeah it's not necessary you have to go some secret place mm. where nobody there while you're eating also you can merit mm. yeah how do you do that it's very difficult actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's you need lots of practice and do you sometimes get energized by people's energy yes so it's really an exchange actually mm. You know, I feel having experienced massage with you, like I feel there is something in your hands that's that's very different than others. Like there's a warmth and a softness and strength at the same time. Is that something that you've always had or is that something that you've been that has been growing in you by practicing? Like I told you before. I didn't go to any massage school or anywhere. I just came here and I just massage. That's all. But yeah, honestly, like yeah, it's true. I get lots of uh, good feedback from the guests, and sometimes I wonder, like looking at my, you know, I don't know, I'm doing nothing, but the people like it. Mm. I, I don't know anything. And one thing, when you ask this question, I remember my. Mom, when since I was like seven, eight years, I used to cook. Now it's been many years. I my mom always when there is a guest in our home, my mom always requests me to prepare some curry. She says, "Your hands get very, you know, oh, delicious." So yeah, she she used to tell me before, and like it's true, like. When the guests come in our home, she will just cook some rice for the this curry and all. She always wait for me, and she really told me like it's so delicious from your home. So that's why sometimes I feel, and I remember my mom used to tell me this thing, and maybe I, maybe that's what. But no, I think it's true. Actually, I think it's true. I think it's very. Uh... Uh, you have very uh, powerful hands. Now, you know, when you do massage, like, uh, or when you cook, like, are there any other things with your hands that you like to do? Jerry, I love painting. In the past, when I was studying during winter vacation, I used to go out and work. So next day when school reopens, so I can have my own money to buy my school and start things. So actually my father is also a very good painter. Mm. So me and two of my brother we learned from him and during school vacation we used to go out of home. I can paint the house Bhutanese way mm. and this thing I can do painting with the watercolor anything. Mm. And that also now it's become so long. Yeah. I didn't try. And do you feel now you feel like you want to do that again? Or do you miss it? Cooking and painting? Cooking I can do, but painting I don't know. Mm. <laughs> because we had to remember all the color mixing and all, so maybe I should refresh. <laughs> and so, you know, now a lot of people are looking for healing in mm. their lives. You know, they're either stressed or they're sad or do you think 
it's something that you can learn in school or is it something that you can only learn by doing and experiencing by yourself like you did? It can be done in both the ways, actually. Mm. Yeah. If you go to learning school and all, like you get more knowledge rather than just for yourself. Mm. So you get more knowledge. If you do just by yourself, you know only what you do, mm. but you don't. And where do you learn yourself? Where do you learn from these days? <clears throat> okay. After I came here, they started teaching the massage and I was like, oh, no, I want to go back. And then, and I called my uncle. Here it's different. <laughs> I can't massage people without cloth. <laughs> then he said, just follow, just wait. Later you're going to like you. You have a very good energy. He said like that. Okay. Then I waited for two years. And I still remember my first guest. He was from US. And his name was Eric something. So when I first handled the guest, I got the first feedback from him. It was my First massage in my life with the guest, and he said, Where are you from? I said, I'm from Bhutan. Please don't leave this job. You have very good time. He told me. So I will never forget his name, <laughs> Mr. Eric. After that, you know, I was a little bit happy and I thought maybe I could try. And now what I did and what I do is like sometimes. Like in spa, we need to know more um, anatomy things. So what I do, like, no, none of my friends knows actually. Maybe they will see me online or this thing, but they think like I'm joking or something. But what I really do is like I research. Mm. I do myself because I didn't go to any school for myself. So when people like my massage and all, you know, I also should know something more. Mm. So that's why I research on Google. I just go to YouTube. So I so do this thing. Know about, uh, yeah. That's all I help myself. Because now it become my profession. So yeah. I have to. What are your dreams? Not a dream, but I'm just thinking maybe in future I could help others, you know, in whatever ways I can. But I'm thinking I will never leave my professional even though I'm back in home or whether I go somewhere else I will keep continuing this because I help people they feel happy I get happy so mm. and now that because you were saying earlier that um you know in Bhutan they don't they didn't really do massage or it was different for you to see like naked bodies yeah. and all that do you feel like your perspective on touch and the human body has changed like you feel actually it's important to connect like skin to skin or do you think sometimes it goes too far like what's your perspective on the touch the touching is very important actually just an example if my friend is very sad or whatever you just go and asking rather than asking what happened what's your problem Rather than that, you just go close and give you a nice touch on the back or on the head. It really 
release the tension and all. So yeah, that's it's very important. Mm. It's very important. You may feel it's just the touch, but it has got very deep meaning. Mm. I think everyone knows that. And that's why massage is really yeah. important. Yeah, massage can release everything. Even if you are like stress, divorce, so many problems, just have the massage. So when you have the massage, if you get a very nice massage, you will know. Do you massage your dad or your family when you're in Bhutan? <laughs> no, actually, not at all. <laughs> they still don't it's do a lot only, of only in Maldives. <laughs> only in Maldives. <laughs> when, you know, if in Bhutan they don't do massage, yes. what do they do for healing? I think now it's uh, getting a little bit coming up, the massage. Mm. Like in the tourist hotel, mm. it's coming up. But now what? They does for the healing this thing because in Bhutan we are very famous. It's called hot stone bath, so oh. people emerge into that. Like they collect the special stone from the riverside. It should be something greenish or yellowish co- colored. Mm-hmm. So we take that stone and we burn that stone, and we will fill the bath up with cold water. And after the stone is burned, then we put the stone inside the bath, then the water will boil. Wow. So that then you get into the water and they say whatever this is you have, it really helps. Before you go to the bath, make sure you prepare food, everything. Because once you come back from the get out from the water, you will be like exhausted. Mm, yeah, they take please. everything. So you're like and you take the food and then you will have very nice sleep. Mm. And when you wake up, you are so light. Mm. You are like, you can fly. You do it when you I did home. once. Wow. And I was totally, I cannot walk also. It was during our traditional Buddhist art of healing. It mm. was like a training and we had to experience. So wow. I went there and it was, because I went to the bath around 4.30. And people could stay only half an hour. Some only 15 minutes after that they come. It depends with your body, how strong you are. Mm. If you can, just come out and you will be so hungry, so exhausted. Then take the food, then sleep. You will sleep until next morning. Mm. Wow. Very nicely. Wow. And when you wake up, there you will feel. So your body is so light. And just from the power of stone and water. Yeah. That's and amazing. we can find that stone only from the riverside. Mm. It's very and we can't use it again but they use. And when you're here, how do you recharge? Is there any do you have any like specific places in the Maldives in the island or any specific tree or any what what makes you like we connect here with yourself or you don't need anything specific actually we don't have anything on the island we don't have anything specific thing so you just you connect with yourself yes it's so uh, such an amazing conversation actually my my last question is do you think like 
you can teach your gift to others or do you think it's we each have a different gift and we just have to find it and use it to help others yes i can like even someone like me yeah, i can <laughs> like i can teach what i know i'm happy to teach i guess sharing is loving yes sharing is love yeah and you want to live in bhutan again i have to die in bhutan you have to die in bhutan yes yeah. i love my country yeah it's a beautiful country mm -hmm. what other countries do you love i like all <laughs> you know here you meet people from all over the world Yes. Like Russian, American, Europeans, Asian. Are we all the same? Or are we different? They're different. Mm, how come? Yeah, they are different, actually. Russian. They look more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they are? Yeah, they look. Their appearance look like that. Mm. They look more aggressive. And uh, tone when they speak strong and like. And what about Americans? American, it's okay as long as we also speak English, so mm. it's easy to connect them. Mm. And French? Yeah, French. They also speak good English, so. Mm. So same. as long as you speak English, it's yeah. easier. Yeah, as long as if same language, so it's easy. To and, understand each other. And do you feel it also in their energy? We were talking about the energy, you know, of your body mm -hmm. earlier. Do you, like, if, if you were to close your eyes and see one person on your table, would you, would you guess is, if it's Russian or like Chinese? No, that I can't. No. <laughs> the only difference is with the wealth and all, but after all, we, all the human beings are same and we can all be happy yes absolutely mm. that's all just by sharing and helping with yeah others. that's all mm. after all end of the life all are same like i said i'm purple but where can you find purple in my body parts this is my hand finger my eyes nose mouth teeth tongue ear hair where's purple Anywhere. No. Where? Mm. I can touch my hand, skin. But you can't touch the real purple. Just the identification. Mm. That's all. So, so is the real purple your soul? Purple is just the identification mm. given to me after my birth. So is your soul the same as mine then? Everyone's soul is the same actually. Mm. If you be good help others that's how your soul become very good soul we say mm. you have got such a good soul thank you so much thank you too thank, thank you. you thank you to everyone for listening to this conversation thank you Purpa, for sharing your insights with us Thank you, Marcus Underwood, for producing and managing all the logistics of this podcast. Also, you can read more on the skin and meet other healers from the Maldives, hear the song of the soul on gardenandthemoon.com.